<laughs> What's up, Peak City Midweek? Here we are. So glad you're back with us today. Remember, Peak City Midweek, it's all about raw stories and conversations that help people follow Jesus. And uh, joined here today with Joseph again, week two. Yes. Joseph and I will probably be on here pretty regularly. And then we're joined Enjoy. by none other than our Peak City <laughs> Youth Student Director, Clark <laughs> James Stanley. Is that J- right? James Clark. James, James Clark, Clark yeah, Stanley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cue applause. <sighs> there we go. I don't know if I bow. Or, yeah. <laughs> Please, actually, no, you should. Could we almost be the same height if you do that? Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. Sad. that's Make sad. me feel better. Yeah. But before myself. we jump in, I know last week we talked about the NFL early on, and we can't not mm-hmm. talk about it again this this week because my my Bengals, our Bengals. Kind of. Yeah, I'm a Colt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you went to school in Cincinnati. I'm a Bengals sympathizer. Come yeah. on. Hootay yeah. Nation. Bengals are, are in it. Are we going there first before Brady announced his retirement? Are we skipping? I am, I am not even acknowledging Brady's retirement yet until, until it is, he makes the statement. Until he makes it. Adam Schefter. Okay. And kiss my white butt. <laughs> <laughs> is that who it came from? Oh, yeah. Adam Schefter, yeah. Schefter reported it, it and then Tom Brady came out, or his dad came out. I was like, no announcement's been made. I'll believe it when I see it. Which feels it. embarrassing for your dad to be like, Tommy didn't say it. <laughs> and that, and he actually did say Tommy. <laughs> did he say Tommy? A hundred percent. The quote oh, was oh, like, great. Tommy's made no announcement. Oh, yeah, well, there wait you go. Till you hear from him. So, that's awesome. Yeah, if, it, hey, if he retires, we'll have a whole episode about that because oh, that's a man. sad day. But right now, I'm just talking yeah. about the Bengals. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Future Super Bowl. Well, and I think I heard one of the sportscasters say that if Burrow wins, mm-hmm. he's only one of three quarterbacks who's done the national championship and a Super Bowl. And it's like Joe Namath and Joe Montana. Yeah, yeah. And I was crazy. like, the he's world the is just man. aligned that if one great's walking away and one's just getting started. I'm telling you, he's baby. awesome. And he just happens to be a bingo. I'm like, yeah, it blows my yeah. mind. Dude. I have I have lived for 36 years on this earth. And the last time they were in the Super Bowl, I was three. So you know, three years old, you don't really pay much attention to the NFL. <laughs> All of my life since remembering sports, there's been no success for the Bengals. Yeah. And now here we are, about to step into an era where I think they're gonna be in it with Mahomes and the Chiefs for the next decade. Yeah, they're scary. Yes. He's good. <laughs> Dude, that defense, though. Like, yeah, they stout. I didn't realize till the day after, because I was so in the moment watching the game, the guy defending was defending, uh, from the Bengals, was defending against Tyreek Hill, oh, who's yeah. a beast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he was practically step in step, and then the other dude was there ready. I was like, who does that? Yeah. Wild. Nobody. Yeah. Wild. Wild. <sighs> I'm so happy. I've uh, been told that when I had less LBs, <laughs> Uh, I looked like Joe Burrow. <laughs> I can so see I, that. Yeah. So, so you know, yeah. my wife yesterday was like, I don't think he's very attractive. And I was like, well, he's a skinnier me. So, <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> she said, I don't think you're attractive. And people told you that you look like, I'm like him. Cool. All right. Well, oh, cool. let's check, please. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, I'm going to uh, be that guy. What in the heck is an LB? What do you mean? A pound. Pound. Ah. A few less pounds. Yeah. College player. It's all right. We'll get you. Um, today, we are talking about this theme and topic that has come up recently through um, Peak City, through preaching, mm-hmm. through what God's doing in our church. Talking about when the Bible is confusing. <laughs> what the heck do we do Yes, when the Bible is confusing? And confusing mm-hmm. it is. It is. Indeed. <laughs> I, I just said my disclaimer before we go any further is I've, I've tried to pretend it's not. Mm-hmm. And it's not helped me when you're like, I'll just apply it at face value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's not always what it means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, no. You know, I, I, I remember in, in Bible college uh, having some professors say, like, every time, every time you open the Bible, you are given the difficult task of time traveling. You have to go back 2,000 
up to eight, ten thousand years so ago, wild. cultures and cultures and civilizations yeah. previous, and try to understand what was intended to the original audience to then understand what's in. I mean, it's a it's a whole it's a whole deal, man. What was happening historically? Yeah. Yep. What the writer's perspective was, like yeah. what his occupation was. Oh my gosh, so much, so much stuff, yeah. so much, and and there are. Like, so the verse that I have preached on recently that people were like, oh my gosh, it was such a confusing verse. It had a part in it where <laughs> I remember when I read it out loud <laughs> oh, no. to the church, it said, it's Jesus talking. He's talking about, you know, you need to stay ready because God can come into your life at any time. He can work in your life. And he's yeah. like, for the people who, who don't or who, who know better and do the opposite, people who try to tear down God's kingdom, they'll be cut up into many pieces and assigned a place with unbelievers. <laughs> and when yeah, I... Everyone's like, <laughs> And everyone's like, oh, yeah, sure, that's normal. <laughs> exactly. You know? I guess just have like, a good week. Yeah, have a good week. <laughs> yeah, we'll see yeah. you later, you know? Well, just, and I don't think I shared this with, with you yet. I shared it with someone else in passing today. Um, it was funny because I remember the moment you made that comment. And I had in front of me what looked like, I don't know, like 20-year-old, like groups of people and stuff. And people that were, I could tell, a little bit older than me behind me. And they both had the same response, but they used very different words. Yeah. One was like, bro, that's so like, I think it was crash or smash. And I was like, I think they mean gross. But immediately behind me, people who are a little bit older were like, oh, that's gross. But it was as soon as you read it. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's like immediately everyone was like, what? Yeah. That's weird. I've not heard the youth say crash or smash, but I'll, <laughs> I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> You need, you need to get on that because yeah. I'm pretty sure they might be coming to send in. All right, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's confusing. It's wild, man. Yeah. And we got to just kind of figure out how to process through that because, you know, we tell people all the time that like one of their primary action steps is to go read the Bible. Mm -hmm. But yeah. like doing that on your own is really hard. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of so many things. Like I think, you know, the great wise one, Andy Stanley, who has gotten drawn some heat for stuff like this but he has said before which i love this quote that the bible is uh all, that, that all parts of the bible are equally inspired but they're not equally applicable mm. <laughs> they're not equally helpful yeah yeah and it's true that. yeah i mean Absolutely. you can't pretend like every part of scripture is just like always just so easy to apply to your life and and mm -hmm pull nuggets of wisdom from immediately. There's, yeah. It's all inspired by God for sure, but there are parts of it that don't always serve our Western 21st century minds and needs immediately. So like when you guys come across, Absolutely. you know, because I know, I know both you guys because you're on staff at a church, you read your Bibles all the time. I know that about you guys, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah he tells me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As the leader of this organization, I'm confident that you read your Bibles yeah, all the time, yeah, yeah. right? We're going to say yes. Yeah, yeah great. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do yes. you do? Like, let me just throw that out there. Like, what do you do? And we can all kind of answer it. Uh, don't have to go in perfect order. But like, what do you do when you come across a passage of scripture that you're like, huh? Like, well, what is that? Like, what, what is your approach to Absolutely. confusing scripture? Um, Absolutely. I... You just go real, real fast. You read real fast till you get to the next verse. Yeah, but, all right, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll sometimes. I mean, Google is a great resource, obviously, uh, and there's a lot of like online mm -hmm. like commentaries that help for sure. Uh, I have a few people I'll text and ask if it's like a meaty passage that I think is like deserves more attention. Mm -hmm. I'll text somebody. Um, but honestly, something that has helped me is that there's a podcast called the Bama Podcast. B E M A. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, by Marty Solomon. It's fascinating. And he walks through verse by verse the Bible mm. through the Eastern 
context it was written in hmm. and compares it to the Western context we live in. Interesting. It's fascinating. It's like every time I've had to, to like preach on something I don't understand fully, mm -hmm. I'll listen to his episode on that chapter mm -hmm. or like the surrounding chapters. And it blows my mind every mm. time. So that awesome. that has awesome. been something that I like the go to. Bema podcast. Bema. 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 And I believe it means spirit, okay. but I don't know. I've, the, someone's going to hear that and be like, yeah. shut up, idiot. The, the, the Bema podcast. We'll link that in the show notes like we have yeah. show notes. <laughs> I just, I'm Actually, talking like a pro podcast. Right yeah. We're going to link that in the show notes. Hey, we're going to have Marty on. Yeah. <laughs> Mar Marty will be on next week. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like winking NBD. as he says it. Yeah. All good. Well, it's, it's amazing that you, you share that. I think for me, um, like my journey again has evolved like as I found what worked then like I found okay if I had to somehow sum up my journey that I'm alluding to I think I first picked up other people's points that I agreed with or somehow was drawn to and then just parroted it mm -hmm. like this is truth mm. you know and then I started to ask questions and then you're like not sure about it so usually in in the politest of ways you put down your heroes because you're like oh I don't know because um, I, I think the right term is and I apologize anyone listening if I'm using this term the wrong way but I had like a version also of deconstructing my face so I put down my other heroes mm -hmm. and what I found though in that is that I then started running to like all like the hidden knowledge because mm -hmm. you're like oh my gosh like this is what's wrong with the world like this is this is where the knowledge is I've cracked the code yeah, yeah. I've cracked the code and then again I've come I would say loosely full circle because I've now come to the realization where I was like, so let me get this right. We have, we have a lot of things to keep us busy. At least I do the technology. Um, downtime, I got me some Netflix, stream something. Um, I got, uh, you know, even beyond like doing music, um, I love listening to just music, right? So things to keep me busy um, when I have downtime. Mm -hmm. And I've had this realization where I'm like, like monks or whoever didn't have that. They literally would be like, let's go pray for like four hours. Let's have lunch. And then let's like think on the word of God for eight. Mm -hmm. And somehow I've gotten this realization like, oh, like this makes sense. I knew more than them, even though I spend like not nearly as much time in the Bible. Mm. So hence the full circle. So now the stage that I'm in, I think I'm going at things like, you know, truly the best of my ability, like Googling, who are the more reputable teachers mm -hmm. that I know are spending way more time than I am for sure. that I could learn to trust and I may not take everything at face mm -hmm. value, but I feel like that's how I handle it now. Yeah. So yeah, well, I love following other, you know, messages and stuff. Well, sure. I, I think that's so key. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, if I can encourage okay. anyone with any of that is like, once you find something that works, yeah. once you find a, a vein that is just like, um, trustworthy, mm -hmm. it's helping you like the, the Bama podcast, like mm -hmm. when you find something that Absolutely. works for you, man, just like, there's no need to keep running around to like all these other sources. So like for me, mm. <clears throat> I've got one book that I got in Bible college way back in the day, and it helped me understand the Gospels mm -hmm. so much better. It's called uh. it's called The Gospel According to Jesus by Daryl Bach. Mm -hmm. I've heard of it, yeah. Incre and it literally just goes, it takes every, every part mm -hmm. of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, yeah, and kind awesome. of puts them up chronologically, and he does his commentary on it. Mm -hmm. And every single sermon I write, I go back to The Gospel According to Jesus by Daryl Bach. Every single sermon that has oh, any of the words of Jesus, that's where I go. Mm -hmm. I don't need to find anything else. It works for me every time. It helps me understand. Oh, and so it clarifies. Awesome. And so I think the same thing. Like I think right now in our world, we live in – this is the age of content. There is so much content. So much. There's so much. And, and the hard part is not finding good content. The hard part is sifting through the content and just deciding on something. Yep. Yeah, it's overwhelming. Absolutely. And so that's why I'm like, man, that's why – honestly, that's part of the reason yep. for us creating all this is like if we can help our people at Peak City – 
sift through content yes. and find something that they trust, for sure. Yes. Then my God in heaven, just stick with it yep. mm -hmm. and just keep going. Absolutely. Like I, I, I love all I books love of the Bible. I love reading them all. Yep. But where do I end up almost every mm -hmm. single day? Because I read my Bible every day. <laughs> um, if you're only <laughs> if you're only listening, listening you didn't there's see the a wink. couple of winks yeah. right there. Just so um, you know. I end up in the Gospels. And I bring the words of Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you think about the New Testament, you read like, I mean, come on, the vast majority of people in the New Testament era could not read. Yeah, They weren't sitting around reading. Yeah. Nope. They were orally passing around the stories of what Jesus did. And, and yes, they had the Torah, they had the law, they had the Old Testament that they could Absolutely. go to temple and hear. But what were, the, what were the earliest Christians doing? They were just sitting around and talking about all that Jesus was doing. Mm -hmm. And they're focused on Jesus, 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 Jesus. The whole yeah. faith is centered on Jesus. Yeah. Like if you read any book on how to read the Bible, the yeah. biggest thing that will ever come out is that every single part of Scripture should point to Jesus. Yep, it's yep. all about Jesus. You want to you want to understand the meaning of the text? Figure out how it points to Jesus. Yeah. So in my mind, just Great. go back and read the Gospels a ton. Figure mm -hmm. out what works for you, mm -hmm. and what works yeah. for you in one season might not work for you in the next season. For sure, and that's my so, story, right? There. So, so like <laughs> when I when I first started following Jesus, I was new to church, new to all of it. I didn't even know who God was. So I was reading a lot of books that were just like, here's a basic foundation of who God is. Mm -hmm. And it was taking me all over the Bible, creation. And, and it, again, how, how old were you? Because actually, I don't remember. I was 18. Dude, no way. Yeah. I got saved July 4th, going into my senior year. So I was 17, but about to be 18. July yeah. 4th, Independence Day. Yeah. Let that, freedom that's why I remember. That's why I remember. I remember literally independent from my being sin. in a spot. <laughs> oh, I'm independent. I'm independent from my sin. I remember because it was one of those like, Again, only because I'm going to reference yeah, yeah. Um, what you were talking about uh, uh, in the last time you did a message where it was like turn and burn. Like I got one of those messages. Yeah. And again, I love how you said it because you weren't, you know, papooing it. Um, you were just like, you know, it may not be the the greatest way to yeah. bring it. And in my story, like ended up being, you know, hindsight's like, oh, that's a crazy way to to bring that. But it it worked for me at that moment. Yeah. But I remember it because fireworks are going off when I was like, I got to call my parents. Like. I, I know Jesus now. And it was like, do, 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 do. And I was like, I'll never forget this day, July 4th. What a picturesque scene there. That's awesome. Yeah. It was uh, wild, man. I, I went also, there for a football camp, in case anyone's wondering. Yes, I am small, but I'm fast. So don't worry about it. Oh, I believe it. I got me a 40-yard time. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Unbelievable. Uh, I Oh, you talked about like the world, the age of content. I, I also think that's partially what makes approaching scripture in the first place so daunting. Yeah. Mm. Because I, I maybe people can relate to this, but I have a thing where if I can't fully understand a thing, I don't want to investigate it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh, it's yeah, yeah. It, when it's such a big task, I don't even want to jump into it. Like religion. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like meaning and purpose. Like yeah. Meaning <laughs> and purpose. Yeah. And yeah. All, yeah. Existentialism. And, yeah. Go. <laughs> exactly. So when when you're jumping into such a like thick text, yeah, with so many like interpretations and authors and yeah. all the like you're almost like Absolutely. and now talk about like the the difference between like the historical context and the context we're reading it in where we apply our modern political context on top of that scripture mm -hmm. yep. so now we have to discern and sift through mm -hmm. okay well i have this person that leans this way and this person leans this way and this yep. is what they're saying about the same passage mm -hmm. i'm like <laughs> I, I don't how do i even yeah. begin because i don't even know what the author's intent was like so it just seems like such that such a large tasks to even dive into yeah um the, and and that's where i think you know like i was saying before i think you got to figure out what season you're in yeah. when it comes to your spiritual journey yeah. like if you're listening to this and you're skeptical of faith 
and you've got big overarching questions mm -hmm. like grand narrative of why is there evil in the world yeah, and yeah, yeah. The, the problem of suffering like a lot mm -hmm. of the yeah. foundational stuff we've all had to work through in order to come to a to an to an intellectual faith mm -hmm. um to a more than just experiential faith, a mm -hmm. faith that's grounded in something. Yeah. Then, yeah, there's some parts of scripture you want to be focused on. There's some books you want to be reading yep. that you actually need less of the, you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength, inspirational kinds of verses. Yep. You yeah. need, you actually need some more philosophical so, approaches to, to figure that mm -hmm. stuff out. But then there's some seasons of life where you don't need that. There's mm -hmm. some seasons of life where like you are legitimately struggling through mental health issues, job loss issues, yep. uh, relationship issues. And you need the practical aspects of scripture that can help you navigate yep. that. You need the Absolutely. uplifting and encouraging stuff. Like the season of life I'm in right now, I just need to be connected to God. I need my relationship with God. And I think we're always in that season, but I'm like pouring out and preaching all the time. I need to be connected to Absolutely. God yep. so closely. So the best way in my, again, from my experience, for me to be connected to God is to read a bunch of Jesus. I need mm. the direct words of Jesus, so I just read the Gospels like crazy, yeah. and uh, voila, I feel connected to God. Mm. But I think it's just figuring out what is it for you in that season of life that hits, like what, what is it that hits your, hits your soul, hits the need that you're in? Mm. And the so, Bible has it. I mean, the Bible has it all. Well, and what, what, where I want to go with something like, <clears throat> excuse me, like with what you're sharing, I remember, again, if, if, if you think back to what I was just saying about my journey and like, you know, just parrot someone else's belief, like again, like, there's still good to that because it cemented me yeah and like you said you went through seasons mm -hmm. and um i'm finding right now in the season i'm in uh, outside of like you you're saying like making sure that we're connected because um as someone who's also doing a lot mm -hmm. like in the in the realm of uh not public performance but maybe like leadership right mm -hmm. like i, I want to have influence but like god's influence with people just to encourage them yeah. give them hope um i'm finding that i got to be really cautious of what i consider uh, as i think the bible would term it doctrine and what's just opinion mm. because like when i read like you were saying clark something that might be like really heavy this way really heavy that way if i go back to the, my old parroting stage mm. i can make a really big deal about something that is like cool to know yep. but does not help me be a better dad yeah like just For straight sure. out oh yeah and i remember um in my more recent run um through studying and even just at myself because i've actually gone back mm. to school in in some of these ways um, I was really appreciative because one of the first classes was about, you know, doctrine. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, again, Christianese term, systematic theology, mm -hmm. like this is what's coming down the pike. And the first thing I remember over Zoom, because during the pandemic, the lecturer was like, hey, um, excited you guys want to dive into, you know, Bible understanding and history and the usual. Um, I just got to tell you, though, at the end of the day, if it's not making you a better husband, wife, and she like went down the list, she was like, you're in the wrong class and get out. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And I remember yeah. being like, huh. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't necessarily come with those expectations, you know, mm -hmm. full disclosure. And what was amazing in that for me personally in that journey was it made me really sift through that. Like mm -hmm. no matter who I'm leaning into, what I'm finding, like, because uh, the way that it was defined to me and it, was, it helped me with clarity and understanding where it was like a doctrine is typically something that if you want to hold on to, that if you tossed out the window, like you're not, as they would term it, Christian. Like, mm -hmm. like if you're like, <laughs> Jesus is just a dude. <clears throat> It's like, it's really hard to make the case, biblically speaking, you're a Christian if you're like, Jesus, it was not God. Yeah. So they were like, there's actually a few tenets of that, and they're not as deep as you would think or broad. Everything else, like, it depends on if you're Baptist or if you're this or you're that. Yeah. So it's like, just be aware mm -hmm. of who you're around and who you're speaking with, because, like, we might all lean a different way. Mm -hmm. But if you realize, and this was at least my, my testimony, is that when I realized 
even if I disagreed with them, I had to be okay with me saying how I feel about this right now is not a, I got to be this way, just an opinion. Mm -hmm. I was totally present. I was less argumentative and I was less of a jerk. Well, I I mean, this kind of ties into what PD was talking about, like the inner out mentality. Mm -hmm. I'm going to quote Rob Bell, so don't hate me, but I think it's a Rob Bell illustration do you read your bible every can day? i keep my job <laughs> oh my god he doesn't uh, read his bible every day oh no and just quoted and rob, rob bell, bell i think on we have podcast. a meeting right after this podcast i yeah. think it's we i have think a it's an apt uh, illustration uh, if it's not we can yeah. talk no, about my good. career yeah. later uh but he talks about the tenets of our faith being if we build up the tenets of our faith as bricks of a wall mm-hmm. it, the yeah. second you challenge one of those like doctrinal questions if it's a brick and you take it out the wall crumbles mm-hmm. And this is more just on like humility and your like your your faith walk. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But he said if you make it a spring on a trampoline, mm. then it's able to like bend with the it's flexible and can bend with the questioning. Mm. And it can bend with like the disagreement in community, like mm-hmm. healthy community. Yeah. So he said if you make the 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 big parts of your faith rather than attaching our ego to it or the inner out, like mm-hmm. our ego wants to be in or out. It's very like it's a dichotomy. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um so it's like mm-hmm. our camp, not our camp. Yeah, yeah. But if you make it flexible mm-hmm. and you remove yourself from that and you like acknowledge the possibility that like Absolutely. there's that there, there might be a different interpretation or maybe that could grow you or whatever that is, yeah, yeah. you're able to then take out the trampoline spring, evaluate it, look at it. Mm-hmm. Say, okay, yeah, that we're and put it back in. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think is fascinating. It's so good. And, yeah. and I think too, within That's that, great. you know, you mentioned community. To me, yeah. That is the key. Like, if we're talking about what to do when the Bible's confusing, mm-hmm. how, what do you do when you approach confusing parts of the Bible? Yeah. Community is so key. Oh, yeah. And, and I think being Absolutely. in community, it really develops that humility of thought, that humility of like, I can question and be okay with someone pushing back on me. Like, I'll, I'll never forget one of the greatest experiences I've ever had was leading a small group that um, it was in uh, Versailles, Kentucky, not Versailles. It's spelled like Versailles, but it's Versailles, it's Kentucky. Versailles. And a li- li- little country <laughs> church there. I and uh, I was coming out of one of the darkest seasons of my life. And um, I was on staff there. And uh, I'll never forget leading a group there of 10 people, <clears throat> uh, 12, including my wife and I. And of the 10, about half of them were very skeptical of faith. So you know, you think uh, rural America, middle of nowhere, Kentucky, everyone's a Christian. Sure. This was, there were several people there that were just admittedly like skeptical. And so we yeah. did like a hundred days. It was like a, it was a, it was a basic Bible reading plan. It was like a hundred days through the Bible, like a hundred highlights of the Bible. And I'll never forget uh, um, in our, in our group discussion one week, this guy named Rob and Rob actually might be listening to this. Rob still follows and keeps up with me. Uh, Rob, <laughs> Rob, he asked a, he asked a really raw, vulnerable question. It was beautiful. He was like, Hey man, we're in the old Testament. We got to Noah you know, the flood, God wipes out the earth except for the, you know, two, two of each animals and then Noah's family. And he's like, so God's just like making this stuff up as he goes along, right? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean, Rob? He's like, I mean, he basically created the world and then he's like, eh, that didn't work. Let me wipe them all away and we'll start over again. He had the old covenant and you've told me stuff about in the New Testament, the new covenant. So, I mean, that basically shows us that God has no idea what's going to happen next. God is actually limited in his knowledge. God's just making uh, making mm. crap up as he goes. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like in my mind, I'm going, okay, whew, 
<laughs> seminary, like Bible college PD, calm down. Yeah. He just questioned the sovereignty of God. He just questioned the foreknowledge of God. He just questioned so much. What am I going to do here? And he pulled like, on so many threads. Oh, yeah. he pulled on so many <laughs> yeah. threads. I was like, yeah. and my wife is over there like sweating, like, what do we say to this guy, you know? And at that point, I'm just like, you know what? That's a, that's a great thought. Let's just like open that up for discussion and bat that around. Like, what do you guys think about that? And, mm. And there were some other people in the group that knew the Bible really well as well, and they were they were approaching it, and it was just cool to see, like in that in that moment, like absolutely love and grace and the ability to question things, and then for him to see that you know the fall, God knew the fall would happen, and for him to see scripturally that he's he's working with humanity, but he has a bigger plan for humanity, and what is God's will and predestination, like all those questions absolutely. start coming out, yeah, and. You know, Rob, like, and that that was early on before he even became a, a follower of Jesus. And now Rob is an elder at that church. Like, That's Rob's amazing. like, he's that. all in, so growing cool. like crazy. Yeah. But it's because we had that, there was a really difficult to understand scripture, and he had a community that he could come mm. to and say, here's what I think. And it sounded crazy to a Christian. Yeah. It actually doesn't sound crazy. Because if, no. you, if you read the Bible, that's a natural conclusion you would come to. It's a great question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And, but just to have the confidence in your faith that, that yeah, I mean, like, you can, you can pull out whatever it is, right. the, the, uh, whatever the belief is. Mm -hmm. You can examine it. Yeah. I mean, I like, at, at the end of the day, for a, for a Christ follower, the only thing we have to – and I, I'm going to say this, and some people think I'm a heretic for it. Um, the, the one belief that we cannot ever go back on is that Jesus died and resurrected. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Like, I love – all these other beliefs, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've got I've got deeply held convictions about what Scripture says and about sure. sexuality, about creation, about you know life when life begins, like all that stuff. You know, mm -hmm. I got deeply held convictions about it. But at the end of the day, if you told me that the world wasn't created in seven days, that it was yeah. seven hundred years and the days one day is a thousand years to God and a thousand years is like a day to Him, and so it was a little yeah. different than literal seven days. Okay, I'm good because. I've got a, I've got hundreds of eyewitnesses in the New Testament that say that, that say they saw Jesus dead and then they saw him alive, mm -hmm. and that's the foundation of the movement. So yes, as long as we got 100%. that, one hundred percent, I think we're good. Well, and I, I think I think that's part of what, and I'm not going to dive all the way into the topic of deconstruction, like like you meant. It, that's a that's a that's another podcast. It's a spicy meatball. That's that's peak seated midweek. <laughs> hey, that might be the name Next for that week. segment. Next, yeah, we'll, that's yeah, week yeah. three. We'll we'll solve all of deconstructionism <laughs> and we'll call it a spicy meatball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On Friday midweek. we're gonna uh, drop a spicy meatball every week. It's a new podcast. Please tune in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> we'll link it in the show notes. I, I think <laughs> <laughs> our meatball recipe. Uh, <laughs> but I think part of why, specifically my generation, I think it yeah. spans multiple generations in the church, but specifically my generation is walking through this journey of deconstruction on a mass scale, it seems like, is yeah. because of a lack of the church's sometimes willingness or just like ability to create a healthy community where that can happen. Those, yeah. those discussions can happen. For um, sure. And that's a, like, that's a bummer. Like mm. you, that, that story you just told about Rob mm -hmm. goes a different way mm -hmm. and you get defensive or like seminary PD. Mm -hmm. get, oh, oh no, no, you can't. Mm -hmm. Don't ask that. Then, Rob's not an elder. Yep. You know what I mean? Right. And and I think that has sadly been a lot of people's experience with church, yeah. um, or at least perceived experience with church. Sure. Um, maybe they didn't investigate enough to see if people in the church would even hear that right. uh, that question. But I think that has been a, a big uh, spark for yeah. this movement, yeah. um, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Sure. Yeah. So. But, but to me, when I hear that, I go, man, that, and, and if there's anybody out there that's deconstructing right now, and I know there are. Oh, yeah. I know there are so many out there that, 
praying that they're listening to this and hearing this. It's like, man, part of that deconstruction process, the, the one thing that I see so few deconstructionists doing mm-hmm. it, uh, in their journey is actually reading the Bible and mm. reading the words of Jesus. Mm. They think through and hear other people's interpretations and other people's positions. And, but it's very rare to find someone who's in the middle of deconstructing who is actually reading the Gospels on their own every day. Oh, yeah. That is like incredibly rare, which experience. to me, it's, it's, that, that's yeah. a wild thing. And that's I know I'm a, I'm a pastor coming, so pastor preacher can come in with his, his opinion. It's a wild thing to deconstruct something that you actually don't know. For sure. That's a wild that's a proposition yeah. to deconstruct something that you're actually not investigating. It, and, mm. and the most fascinating part of that to me is, <laughs> I do read my Bible, but I don't know the specific <laughs> reference. Yeah. The human heart full is deceitful above all else. Yep. Oh yeah. I'll look that up later. We'll put it in the, the yep. episode notes. We'll link in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a passage in the scripture yeah. that says the human heart is deceitful above all else. And we already as humans have such a tendency to overvalue our own voice, mm-hmm. our own thoughts, mm-hmm. our own opinions. We're the smartest mm-hmm. person in every room we walk in, mm-hmm. according to ourselves. And when you're not doing that in healthy community and you're not holding that up against the text that you're scrutinizing. Mm-hmm. Right. There's no, there's nothing, there's no accountability there. There's yeah. no intellectual accountability as you're working through that. Yeah. And that's not everybody. That's obviously we're not Correct. painting with a broad brush. That's no. not everyone's experience, but. Well, I'm painting with a fairly broad brush in those comments. Oh, really? So I, I admit that <laughs> yeah. there yeah. is a fairly broad brush yeah. there. I just do have a sincere, and this is for But that's your experience, it sounds like. Christians, though, right? non, uh, uh, people who believe, people who don't believe, people who are in the church, out of the church. I just see, because the Bible is such a daunting text to read, yeah. And because the pace of our lives is so chaotic, mm. there are just so few people that are actually reading the Bible. And and I can I throw myself in that category. Like as a pastor, I have to like I have to really stay disciplined mm. or else life will get crazy. And you don't yeah. and then I'm not reading the Bible on my own. That's the first thing to go. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so well, to me it's like all part of it. Yeah. To encourage and I'm literally going to say this but I mean it to do the to encourage myself and then possibly anyone listening like we're circling right now like a, an incredible topic. It's very broad. Like you said, deconstructing faith and mm-hmm. the Bible is confusing. And I remember to in, to ground myself in the craziness, the chaoticness of being busy, mm-hmm. being like, why am I reading? Like things got real when, you know, personally I had a family, my responsibilities get bigger. Mm-hmm. Like I started to re- like read with a different agenda, so mm-hmm. to speak. I was like, if I'm I'm not going to spend, you know, 20 minutes, five minutes doing a Devo if it's not going to help me be a better dad, better husband, better mm-hmm. whatever. And that like changed things for me. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was something for me, like only I could hear it when I heard it. Do you know what I mean by mm-hmm. that? Like mm-hmm. I'm 36. So some of the things I learned at 33, I'm pretty sure God told me at 33 because I was just barely ready to handle it. Mm-hmm. But I remember being like, you know, with what we're talking about in all these topics and the Bible is confusing, like I'm throwing out there to remind myself and, and any listener is like, but why are you reading? Are you reading mm-hmm. just so you know more? Because I'd done that mm-hmm. and it was cool, but I kind of just ended up in a lot of arguments, mm-hmm. you know, segmenting myself. And then I just joined the people who agreed with me and we charged any hill we wanted to, <laughs> right. to hill. And then the moment one of us disagreed, we were the heretic and you get kicked out. Like that mm-hmm. was my experience. And then I had this other, you know, realization where it was like, maybe I want to read to be a better person. Like Jesus describes, like you're mm-hmm. talking about, what does it look like to be uh you know, uh, humble with mm-hmm. someone. Like, even if I've read the whole chapter, like, can I actually go do it though now? Will yeah, you yeah. attempt to do it? Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, I think that's where, at least for me, that's where the growth is at. For sure. But I remember I had to like get to a point where I was ready to hear that. Yeah. 
you know, how does that line up with your guys' experience too is what I'm curious, like knowing, knowing something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, <clears throat> sorry, I, I think, I think every season of life, there are different, there are different needs you have and mm-hmm. figuring out Absolutely. what, what, what your, what the purpose is, all of that, it, it influences and it, it changes the filter with which you're interpreting scripture. Mm. But I just think within that, there's so much that a skeptic or anyone who's questioning this should be encouraged by that, Absolutely. you know, you reading the words of Jesus made you better at being human. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like legit, even Great. if you don't, Sorry, man, exactly. even if you don't even know what you believe about all this, you're not sure. Right. Very few people in our world question Jesus. They question the church and Christians. True. It's like, man, if you just read Jesus, yeah. <laughs> it is going to help you at being human. And there's Absolutely. so much in so much in Jesus that no matter what season of life you're in, the words of Jesus have been impacting people for two thousand years. It's like, man, just come up under the teachings of Jesus, even if you're not ready for church, if you're not ready for Christians, if you're not ready for a small group. Because I mean, that's it. those are all daunting things. Absolutely, oh, sure. it's like, man, just read the words of Jesus, and yeah. people who never set foot in church love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think for, for me, when I was reading it as like an intellectual pursuit, was more like when I was in Bible college and. Like you Same. said earlier, I was trying to Same. crack the code. Like yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna figure it all out. Like thousands of years of confusion. You got it. You, have, you haven't met me. That's right. <laughs> I got it, baby. Clark Stanley at Cincinnati Christian Joe University. Burrow yeah. Joe Burrow look alike. <laughs> Joe Burrow look like it's gonna come in and save the day. Um, and and that was more just coming yeah. out of like a place of like pride. Yeah. And and absolutely. And I mean, I was raised in a in a in a pastor's household, a church going. We went. I don't think we ever missed church. So for me, it was almost like, well, I gotta, I gotta figure this out for myself, and I wanted to, I wanted to find the holes in what I was raised in. Mm-hmm. I was going into it with the intention of finding holes, yeah, and poking my own holes if I had to. And then I, it took a lot of Dang. life bringing me down to my knees to go like understand my personal need for a savior. Mm-hmm. To then start reading scripture for the words of Christ, like mm-hmm. you, like uh, I, it, it, I had to be absolutely. for real, like brought down to zero, yeah, yeah. and go, dang, yeah. like I couldn't think my way out of this one. I couldn't, <laughs> like, uh, like yeah. work through this theology in a way that would like make my life improve the quality of my life, because theology doesn't necessarily improve the quality of your life. The words of Jesus do, right? So yeah, yeah, well said. It's Ooh. it's, man, it, it's interesting. It it, but it, it is a seasonal thing, I think for sure. Yeah. 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 I love that. So to sum up, I think we've said a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good. To sum up, if you have trouble understanding scripture, if the Bible's confusing, email PD at <laughs> <laughs> I do think finding a church, mm-hmm. a few sources that you trust. It's a great place to start. Is a great place to start. I agree. The overwhelming amount of resources I think is actually making us dumber, not smarter. Oh yeah. As a mm. country, as a world, it is crushing us. Oh yeah. It's a lot. Um, I think finding a few sources that you trust and going all in on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just when you find something that works for you, that's great. Let it work for you. Absolutely. I think understanding, like you said, how what you're trying to get out of this. Are you trying to just prove an intellectual point? Are you trying to poke holes? Mm-hmm. Or are you genuinely trying to understand the truth? You know, like if you if you seek truth, you will find truth. Mm-hmm. If you're seeking flaws, you're going to find flaws. You like, find what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% of the time. So, yeah. like, you got to make sure how, like, the, the, you're approaching it with the right perspective. Mm-hmm. Community's mm-hmm. huge. Absolutely. You got to have people yep. around you to help you process through questions, 
mm-hmm. people that you love and trust. And that's a good place to find, you said, uh, trusted trusted resources. Yep. Like find someone you trust oh, that's, true. that's that, walking that's a life that looks like something you want to emulate. And Absolutely. say, where do you go for yep. that information? Absolutely. Yeah. Great point. And then the biggest thing we've learned is when you don't understand scripture, google.com. <laughs> that, is, I don't know about is that you basically guys. What, yeah. what I, heard was, I think that's what we landed on. Yeah, yeah. I think we heard yeah. basically these guys are on staff at a church and they don't read their Bibles every day and they use google.com. <laughs> also read Rob Bell. <laughs> <laughs> is that I going in the show? I love notes? it. I hope. Oh, I, oh I do gosh. think, and you know, shameless plug, shameless plug. And I am, you know me, I'm not above a shameless plug. I that's why I believe with all of my heart in what we're doing at Peak City. So I think oh, that yeah. we have trusted people that I can walk. I mean, gosh, I look at the Ed Williams of our church, you know, the Mike Clearies of our church, and I go, if you could come up next to these guys, Carmen Hoffmeyer, she's just the most godly Krista Enoch. I mean, I could just go on and on. There yeah. are people in this church that if you just came up to them and said, Hey, can we sit down and have coffee? And oh, you yeah. tell me where you go to to grow. How do you grow in your faith? Absolutely. The community that you could be welcomed into here. And then resources like, you know, this resource, sermons we're putting out. I'm yes. not, you know, there's there's better stuff I'm sure you could find out there, but just find something that works for you and pick it. And I think for our Peak City crew, if I could just tell them, read your Bible, come to church every week, get into a group, you ain't got much time in life for anything other than that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like if you could just do True. those things, you oh, yeah. are going to grow spiritually. Yes. You're going to understand scripture more and you're going to know God in a more intimate way. Absolutely. Shameless plug, read your Bible, come to church, get in a group. I love it. As if you expected a pastor to say anything else. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a beautiful landing point. You like that? (laughs) Just to then cap off the the plug, like what an incredible weekend last weekend. Mm. We have baptism Sundays. Baptism Sunday. Like I kept hearing in the lobby, like baptism parties. I'm like, that's actually what it felt like in in the room. It was incredible. It's wild. At people's excitement i felt like you could like taste hope that's like the weirdest artistic expression i have right now it was amazing and i knew it and you know it's funny yes we we talk about you know uh theologically doctrine like what are the most important things of our faith i see it happening you see happening on on sundays what's the point in the in in all of our worship services where our crowd just starts to go nuts i mean it's like hooping and hollering and whistling and like yelling and screaming and clapping it's when we sing about the resurrection of Jesus. Yep. I'm like, oh, it gets literally me every time. Oh my time. gosh. Every time the resurrection of Jesus is a worship yep. lyric, I mean, Lonnie's in the back just going nuts. I mean, I can hear the whole <laughs> crowd going I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. And that's how the church is supposed to be. Yeah. So I got to, just because again, I love in elements like this, I can share like secret knowledge. <laughs> literally when, when me and a few other key people get together and we're talking about environment and like yeah. songs, Lately, it's been like, well, where's the part of the song that does this? Because yeah. we're like, we know that that's what's fueling people and getting oh, yeah. people excited because it's like, oh, this is why I gave my life to this. So literally, we've been planning with it around it. So anyone listening be like, that's, oh my gosh, they do sing about that every week, every Sunday. It's totally intentional. Because it's the foundation of our faith. That's why we exactly. do what we do. Yeah. yeah. And he says, if the, re- the Paul says, if the dead are not raised, if the resurrection is a bunch of fairy tales, we should eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we're dead. Mm. Oh my gosh, man. I'm going to so start preaching. So it's... <laughs> It's, it's midweek and I'm ready to roll. Let's go. Midweek, baby. All right. Love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, like and subscribe. Click on the show note links. I don't even know if any of this stuff happens, but we're figuring it out. Yeah, we're figuring it out. How do you end an episode? How do you end an episode <laughs> podcast? Peace.